Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 137. And today we are talking all about safety, security, and how tech coaches are not just useful in the classrooms. They are helpful in other places in the school. With me, as always, is Sue Vincent. Sue, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I am great. Great to be back for another episode, and I'm excited about this topic. You know, this is near and dear to my heart as my husband is a security installer, and he's done a lot of work for my school system with security cameras and installations. So, you know, it's great to learn from that side of things as well as working with our technology director, who also is the head of security. And, you know, I'm excited to hear from our guest on all the things he has to share with us. There's a lot of great things we're going to be talking about. But before we get into that, Sue, I was noticing something this week. Did you start something new, uh, uh, something TikTok-ish this week? Oh, yes. I kind of, I've always avoided TikTok and I just thought, well, let me just try it. So, so I did. And so two TikTok videos are out as of this recording. So you, you made me jump onto TikTok this week. You know that. I did. I, yes, I, I haven't, is on TikTok. I haven't ticked the talk yet, but you can go to TikTok.com or something like that and 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 certainly go to forward slash teacher cast. I'm right there waiting and willing to do something with this. Um I, I've learned how to make some great recipes. I've I've learned how to come out of like my bedroom with a with a squirt gun. I've seen a lot of those kinds of videos. I've seen a lot of I, I don't know what I'm doing on TikTok. Uh, what are your plans on how to use TikTok for tech coaches? Well, I mean, kind of tagging off my idea of Tech Tip Tuesday, trying to incorporate incorporate that in some way. And then another thing I have thought of, and I haven't incorporated it with my teachers yet this year on my Facebook group, but Thoughtful Thursday of where I just ask a question and have them share something. So that's something the a plan that I have and haven't fully incorporated it yet, but learning, living and learning. And that's what we do as tech coaches. And we want to know, we want to know if you guys are on TikTok. Let us know. Find us over on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach. Go over to askthetechcoach.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Heck, we're even on Amazon Podcasts these days. Anywhere podcasts are, you can check out our show. And don't forget to share this with your PLN. I am so excited about our show today. I'm looking forward to having our first guest on because our first guest is not only a good friend of mine, but he's also very active in the New Jersey area. And he used to be uh, a co-worker of mine. I want to introduce Mr. John Miller. John, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I'm doing very well, Jeff. Thank you for inviting me on tonight. I really appreciate it. It's yeah, good welcome, to see you. It's good to have you here. And, you know, Sue, we've been talking a lot over the last couple of weeks about safety, security, and I'm so glad that John is on here today. John, tell us a little bit about yourself and and and, and what 
what are you doing these days to keep New Jersey school districts safe and secure? Well, Jeff, um, I, I've been a police officer for um, over 30 years. Uh, I retired about five years ago. Prior to my retirement, I uh, started to get involved in, in school security in the law enforcement agency I worked in in northern New Jersey. And um, uh, for with each passing year, I got more and more involved with it. Um, in 1999, the unfortunate incident of Columbine took place. And school security took a huge, huge change. And um, we had to keep up with those those changes and, and how we responded to it in the police department. But I also became more involved with the administration of the school into how to make the school safer as the as the um, as the, the districts took a more active role in their um, school safety and security uh, climate. Um, I knew when I retired from the police department, uh, I wanted to get involved in school safety and security. Um, so I, I put a lot of applications out there and got involved in a, in a regional uh, district uh, in northern New Jersey. And it has been a, a, an absolutely great experience for me. I was able to take a district that did not have a lot of measures in place and be able to create those those new uh, safety and security measures uh, myself to basically build it from the, the ground up. And you're not also you're not only working in a school system, you're also very active in county and regional uh, com communications with other people of your uh, of your background. Talk to us a little bit about some of the hot topics these days, obviously safety, security. But but what goes on in those regional meetings when you guys are talking about keeping our students and our staff safe? Well, the association that you're talking about uh, never existed in New Jersey. We were the first ones to develop this in the state of New Jersey. Um, it's the uh, Bergen County Association of School Security Professionals. Um, this, I, I, I proudly say, is, is one of my babies. Um, I, I was there from conception. It, it is now definitely, uh, I, I would say, probably a... a a toddler. Uh, it's 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 walking. It's growing. It's it's really taken a a, a great life, um, to the point where other agencies um, in the state have been uh, mimicking uh, what we've been doing up in in the Bergen County area. Um, what we really what we're designed to do here is to be that conduit between the state Department of Education, uh, the county, the local services. Um, and to be able to bring that to the school security specialists working in the district. And I just want to just take a moment and, and say, um, in New Jersey, every school district is required by law to have a school safety and security specialist. You go through a five-day training class, and you get your certification, and we're part of the um, – the and part of that certification um, is renewing that um, every year. So um, the school security specialist position is not just uh, uh, something that's made up by one district or, or um, several districts, but uh, throughout the entire state. Um, the school security specialist, as part of our organization, we share that information. We have guest speakers who come on. So there's a lot of things that are being done to um, make safety and security a, a really uh, uh, paramount important throughout um, throughout what we're doing in the county. And and obviously, the state has taken a lot. Uh, the Department of Education um, has the Office of School Preparedness. They have a very active role in what's going on as well. Um, as far as what's being done 
with uh, those organ uh, with our, our our organization and out in the schools. Well, we're we're focusing on a lot of different areas, and you know, with each unfortunate incident, those areas are changing. Um, they're um, adapting to what's going on. So what you know, you can say, oh, this is a best practice, and this is a best practice. Well, it's really the the best current practice is what we're we're really looking at and trying to get that information out to everybody. It changes all the time. Well, let's talk a little bit about the people that we meet in our school districts and obviously different states, municipalities might have different rules. Um, Your title is what again, you mentioned school safety school, Uh, school safety and security specialist. And so how is that different than uh, what we have in our districts, which are uh, uh, school resource officers, uh, mm-hmm. essentially cops in school district or in school buildings? Yes. How, what, what are the different le- layers and levels of safety that we have here? So a, a school resource officer is an active police officer um, employed by your local police department, uh, maybe a state police department, uh, depending on where you are. Um, and that officer is specially trained. It's a uh, 40, 40-hour training class that they go through, um, and they are specifically assigned to the schools. They have an office in the school. They, they Instead of going out on patrol, their patrol area is the schools. The kids learn to, uh, to trust, to interact with that officer. He or she goes into their classes. They educate them on different programs, different ways to, to deal with the, the peer pressure, drugs, um, and they really become a confidant uh, for the, the kids to turn to when they have um, some type of an issue. All schools have, have counselors, but sometimes this, this officer, and it tends to, to be a younger officer who really can relate to what's going on with the kids. They really, they really, really trust him. Um, and in, in some cases, we've seen uh, a lot of changes in, in culture that have gone on because of recent incidents. And there's been talk of defunding and um, eliminating those school resource officer programs. And that is a, a serious consequence uh, to that. We just saw there was a, a shooting just recently um, in, in um, Midwest. And it was the school resource officer who was able to deal with that situation because he happened to have been in the school at that particular time. So our role as a school safety, uh, safety and security specialist, we are not uh, we are not police officers. Uh, it could be the uh, in my case, a, a retired police officer. But in some cases, that person is a um, could be a, 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 the maintenance director. It could be the principal. Um, who has the role of school safety and security specialist. Um, but in, in the majority of the districts in New Jersey, um, it's assigned to a retired law enforcement officer who has a certain amount of expertise and additional training as a school security specialist. And, and just so we're on the same page here, so that way I have a question about all this stuff here. When you're doing your work in your district, when a cop is in the school district, they are there to protect the students from the outside. They're not necessarily there for if a student is doing uh, unlawful things or is that part of the reason that they're there, too, is quick and easy access in case a student needs to have attention of a certain kind. Jeff, it's it, it's a um, it's a really a multifaceted position for the school resource officer. He or she is is. There's a lot of talk uh, of recent of the 
the school to prison pipeline. And that's why there's a lot of discussion about getting rid of the school uh, resource officer, uh, because they feel that if that uh, individual is uh, committing some type of a criminal offense in the school, um, they're immediately arrested, processed, and put into the system. And in more cases than not, that is not the situation. That um, individual works, that officer works with the child, um, helps to rehabilitate them, um, to correct the uh, problems that they've had. Uh, if an arrest has to take place, they will do their job and they will make an arrest. Um, as a school safety specialist like I am now, I no longer have the powers of arrest. Um, I am not confined to the uh, the same parameters as a as a law enforcement officer uh, has. So I have a little bit more flexibility, whether it's dealing with students um, and, and dealing with uh, security issues throughout the, the district. So it's really uh, two very, very different roles. They work side by side. Um, if you have a, a have both in your school district and two very important roles, because while the resource the resource officer may go into class, may teach and, and provide a level or a layer of security, as I as I do in the regional district that I work in. Um, but the school safety and security specialist goes well above and beyond that and is managing drills, trainings, um, required trainings for school safety uh, uh, procedures. Um, and those school safety procedures are a critical aspect. You know, safety isn't done by that one school resource officer, the school security specialist. Safety is done by everybody. Um, when you were working in the district, you saw something that was uh, out of place. You know, we try to teach you to make a determination. Um, is that something that's bad? Should I should I be calling security on that? Um, all those are those all those are important aspects of it. But the faculty and the staff they need to know what to do, and that really falls more onto the school security specialist. Now you said that you versus the active duty cop have different functions and different things. I'm assuming, uh, and this is a two part question. One of the differences is they're carrying your or somebody in your position might not be. Um, and is another thing. I mean, obviously, if you see an altercation happening, if you see a kid that's physically going after somebody. Your instincts are going to kick in and your mm -hmm. cop moves. You're, you're going to help me with the right words here. But physically, you're allowed to touch that kid the way a cop would to make sure that somebody else is being safe. You're going to have to help me out with the, with the story here with all these different to, things. To, I mean, a, to, a, to a degree, okay, uh, Jeff, <laughs> to a degree, Jeff, you are, are correct. Okay. Um, the, the, the difference is the school resource officer is a is an active duty police officer and can restrain an individual okay. um, for whatever may be going on. Um, it, it, obviously, the circumstance would have to permit somebody to be restrained. Um, my level of being able to restrain somebody uh, is very different and would fall under the same levels that, that you or Sue would have to stop somebody from committing an act. Um, you know, just a, you know, I just have a, a different level of training and a different uh, a means to deal with somebody. But the idea here is not to necessarily go hands-on with somebody. The idea here is really to de-escalate the situation. Um, and that becomes a, a, a that's a whole separate area of training. Our association, actually, the end of uh, June, when we have our, our last meeting, um, we're doing a an hour seminar on de-escalation. We don't want to ramp the situation up. 
we want to calm the student down. We want to try to to get them so that they're they're under control. Um, and every anybody who works in a, in special services in schools, they have to go through special um, training, uh, CPI training. But don't ask me what it what it. I'm not remembering what CPI means, so we'll cut that out. Um, but. It, you have to go through specialized training in order to go hands-on with a, a student, um, different than the school resource officer. You know, so, I was thinking about this recently where when I was in elementary school, we we had the cop come in. We had the D.A.R.E. program. And, you know, this was Nancy Reagan time. This was just say no to drugs. And now here I am as a father of first graders. Hmm. Their message that the police are giving them is so much different. I mean, we never had active shooter drills. We never had all these things. So when you're educating students, when you're helping make a school district safe, what is the message that we're trying to bring into our, our youth today? Well, uh, just from, from a law enforcement side, um, there is lo a lot of programs. When, when you were going through all that, it was the D.A.R.E. program was the big thing. Um, now it's the LEADS program. Um, which is law enforcement against drugs. Um, the LEADS program is, is, a, is an excellent training tool, but it's more than just drugs. They are talking about um, all aspects, cyberbullying, um, in-person bullying, um, uh, sexting is, is also a big thing. Um, so the officers are coming in, they're talking about all these things to better educate the, the, the student um, as to not only the the downfalls, the pitfalls of, of these things, but the repercussions of it in in the long term. Um, you know, especially something like sexting, where you're you're sending pictures. Um, you know, they delete in seconds. Well, they really don't delete; they disappear in seconds. But as you well know, these things can stay out there forever and really harm uh, an individual. And and for a young child, that can have that can have some some really serious effects on them. So you're talking about, you know, a lot of the technology, the apps and the things that our kids are doing. And I know uh, in conversations with both of you, John and Jeff, you all have had the pleasure um, and experience, I guess, of working together in the past and developing some things for teachers. Um, so tell me about this website you all developed and how it has affected teachers and students. Well, kind of being uh, it, it's a it's a great, great tool. And me being kind of the old school guy, I was going to be putting this together in, in, in terms of a basically a flip book, something that would go in each classroom um, that would be a quick reference guide for the teachers to use. Um, Jeff and I, uh, Jeff came in and, and said, why don't you look to create a, a website with this? And I'm like, eh, I'm not doing that. And Jeff said, you got to try. I'll help you with it. Um, I think we can make something really, really good. Um, so I, I, I embrace technology. I love it. And um, I said, all right, I'm going to put my kind of fears aside. Let's develop it. He gave me the who, what, where, and when sort of uh, outline and said, look, we'll, we'll design it. Just start getting me content. And uh, I started and had a lot of trouble stopping. Um, I kept working on it and revising it. And um, I had problems and went to Jeff with it. And he gave me ways to better incorporate things to, to make a better design with it. Um, I had been doing a, a class at the uh, police academy. 
uh, school security related. And uh, this was very much early on in development. And one of the instructors who was uh, in the program works for the Department of Education, the school security preparedness uh, section. And uh, he was looking over my shoulder when we were on break and I was working on this because I couldn't, again, I just got sucked into it. And he goes, John, I've never seen anything like this. This is an incredible, incredible tool for the for your faculty and staff. Now, it's not the only tool that we use. We have something up in each classroom, a, a, a paper um, a sheet of paper so that, you know, if you need a quick reference, it's there. But what this has really been developed, and this was really kind of Jeff's um, uh, uh, idea, I guess, with it, no, I, his concept with it was it was your training tool. And so everything that I go out and do as far as training goes, and even with the pandemic, I started taking on fire safety training. I developed a whole separate section for fire safety training, um, added that into the website. So if I talk about it, it's on the website so that if somebody comes in, they can just go back and look at it and go, I didn't follow all the points, but I see what he's talking about now. So, Jeff, it was it's 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 gone beyond what I thought it could do, um, and uh, you know I, I think it's been a, an excellent tool. And uh, just uh, you know to properly thank you, couldn't have done it without you. Would not have done it without your guidance and assistance with this. Um, but having it, it is just um, it's beyond anything that I thought it could be. You know, Sue, when we're going into our tech coaching. Uh, careers and stuff, we always talk about who are the people that we want to reach out with. I mean, obviously, we're here to help students. We're here to help teachers. But, you know, we always talk about making sure that our office staff understands Absolutely. how to use technology. And we always talk about, you know, making sure they know bookmarks and calendars. But our school resource officers, our, our safety people out there, um, they need support and help just as much as anybody else. Um, John, we're, we, let's go through a little bit about what we did. We created this on a Google site. Yes. And we created this not only for it to be seen on a desktop, but we created it to be mobile friendly. Yes. And the reason why we wanted it to be mobile friendly is because people are going to need it when, John, when they're when they when at, at their worst situation, they need a reference point if they have to go into an evacuation situation. And we'll just kind of use that as an example because it really flows out well. Um, if they have to leave the school for any particular reason, go to a, a off campus well, where do I go? How do I get there? What do I do when I'm there? They won't have a desktop in front of them to look at. They need the flexibility of having it on a mobile site because when they get, when they're walking to a, a, a school, um, they need to know the directions on how to get there. It's all listed in the site, but they're not going to remember it. Um, and certainly they're not going to remember it from my training with them, which might have been uh, two years ago. They need to have that flexibility and have it right in front of them. So and I'm so assuming this included maps of how to exit the building, how to get to these off-campus locations and those types of things? Absolutely. Yeah, we did static maps. We did uh, Google Maps so you could blow it up. Um, right. We embedded um, slides into it, Google Slides into it, so that way uh, somebody, a teacher, uh, could look through it and see where they needed to go in a off-site evacuation location. Um, and of course, reunification is, is critically important. And the, there is a, a section that's that's been under development there for reunification as well. 
And we wanted to make sure that it was uniform with what people are seeing. You know, John had mentioned that there's paper flyers all over the walls and stuff like that. We took those round circles, those icons of each of the, you know, bomb threats and, and safety drills and stuff like that. <laughs> That's the front page of the site. So we know that on a Google site, when you're looking at it in mobile, the, the menu kind of collapses. Well, yes. who's got time to look through that when there's an intruder in the building? So everything on the front page is easily visible. They can thumb through it. They can figure out exactly what they need. And there's their evacuation plan. And, you know, John, I know in, in, in your district there, people are going from schools to churches, sometimes down the road and make a left and go down the road again. And really cool working with you to figure out, OK, what's the easiest way not only to get them from A to B, but show them how to do that as well. Mm-hmm. It. Every aspect of, of developing this really fit the need of the faculty and the staff. Um, it made my life easier because I was able to, to go up in front of a classroom and just open up my laptop, essentially connect to a projector and say, here it is. And when I leave, you guys can check on, on what I'm talking about. You're not familiar with the route, how to get there. Let's, let's show you. Let's zoom in on that, that, that Google map, and we can, we can see exactly what your route is going to be. Um, the ability to Im- embed videos into the training was, was critically important as well. I've added a lot more videos to it um, because they quickly, easily explain what it is. Um, while it can't, uh, while it has certain applications to be used on a mobile site, this is really, uh, especially with the turnover, you know, the pandemic having more people in and out of the district. Um, this was critical for uh, my being able to show new faculty and staff what the safety procedures are, because I don't have the time in a new uh, new teacher orientation to do it. Um, this had to be done much more on the fly. And by having this particular website um, as, a, as a tool to use, um, it made it much easier. And it's just that, Sue, it is a tool. There's a lot of those out there that, that safety and security use. Um, this became the reference uh, that I went back to for everybody. Um, but there, you know, the, the necessity to have in-person training to go over this constantly also stands out there. You know, what a great, efficient way to handle this. You know, you alluded to the whole flipbook concept earlier. And, you know, what a way to just digitize everything, plus your presentations, plus your, plus your training videos, all right there in one spot. Those maps yep. love having the idea of having those maps that they just take out of the room with them because they can look at a piece of paper by their door and see the map of, okay, this is where I need to go if I'm in this room during a fire drill. But, you know. What if you're a substitute teacher uh, right. and you need that phone with you to take that to the location you need to be? And the right. other side of this is that um, this is only for district staff. So, you know, there were some concerns that, um, you know, a parent, um, a bad guy could log on and see these things. Yes. So we made sure that um, you have to be a faculty or staff member. So you would normally get this training. Um, so you, in order to, to view it. Um, so it's, it's not just for anybody to jump on and say, but John, am I correct in thinking it's not just the faculty did, did the local police also have access to this or what, what, what was the we, extension there? 
when uh, periodically we open it up to them, allow them to to read through it because part of the the training as a safety and security specialist is to make sure that the local law enforcement, um, and in our case, it was two different law enforcement agencies, are familiar with our procedures. You know, the last thing that we want to do is have somebody come in and uh, say, you need to do this as a law enforcement officer, believing that's the best course of action when we've been training our faculty and staff and on something completely different. Um, so uh, they needed to be able to see, read through our procedures. And again, we're, we're lucky. We have a great, great law enforcement uh, agencies that we partner with. Um, they participate in our, our emergency drills. So it's it's been really good um, coming in. They come in, do walkthroughs of the building. And again, as a safety and security uh, specialist. I work with their officers also to make sure that they're trained um, and and have the most current best practice um, education that they can have. John, talk to us a little bit about buildings these days. I mean, e even since when we first met, I know your district has gone through a series of changes in what the entranceways look like, what's there, who's there. I know in my current district, we're constantly trying to figure out, you know, do you punch cards? Do you have a button? Do you have a swipe? Does the guard come to the door and open it up or do they just buzz and it unlocks? What recommendations out there, you know, your recommendation, the national recommendation, what should our schools look like as somebody is approaching that main entrance? Well, I, you got to take one step back before I can answer that question specifically. Um, and that's, it's, it's something called crime prevention through environmental design. Um, these are some standard practices that anybody who's doing school security should be well familiar with. Um, you want to look at the entire picture, step back, and, and, and you're kind of doing a, a, an assessment of the property. Um, so you want to look at entranceways, lighting, um, driveways. What hazards do, do you have? Um, do you, you want to look at or, or trees blocking windows so that there, you lose some of the natural surveillance that a, a teacher might have looking out their window and seeing uh, a, a suspicious individual walking around on school property. So you want to have all, a, a lot of these things in place um, so you, once you get up to the, to the front door, obviously, um, a intercom system. So that way somebody rings the bell, um, doors should always be locked. Um, we don't want somebody to just walk into a school building and, and, uh, that's been, that's been pretty, pretty positive, um, throughout the country, uh, a pretty positive change throughout the country that, that individuals have been making sure that their, their doors are, are locked or windows are secured. So somebody can't just walk right up into the school. Identify yourself uh, at the front door. Um, we've added um, video intercom systems so that when somebody rings the bell, they're, they're, it's just another camera on the network and they're recorded. Um, so we get a, an image of that individual uh, that gets saved on our, our servers. And, you know, you do a, a quick um, assessment before um, you even allow that person into the building. Um, another current best practice is a safety and secure or is a security vestibule. Um, so it's basically uh, a, a, a double door entrance um, at, that's locked. So you bring the, the individual in through the front door once they've, you, they've established a purpose. When they're in that safety uh, vestibule, you take their information, you enter it into a visitor access management system, um, which may 
check to see if there's any issues with that individual restraining order uh, that you may have put in. Um, are they on a sexual offender registry? Um, somebody that you might not want coming into the to the school building. And uh, if that person has been given clearance, then you unlock the second door and they can come in. Um, so a lot of districts have, have gone to this uh, security vestibule. Um, it's it's a, a great means to uh, to keep un, unwanted guests out of your, your building. And anybody who does come in should be wearing a visitor tag so that faculty and staff knows that person is has been cleared to come and walk through the building. And what do you constitute as a visitor? I, I just graduated last week. Am I now a visitor? Or? You are a visitor, yeah. Um, anybody who doesn't belong in that building, uh, who is employed there or is a, is a student there, um, or is a contractor set to work there, um, would be, uh, should have a, a, some type of a visitor tag on them. Um, as far as, especially now with the pandemic, um, we've limited, um, anybody coming into the building drastically. And that goes to, for parents as well. Um, tables have been set up outside or in vestibules so that they can leave items there. Uh, if they have to come in and pick up a, a, a sick child, um, they're waiting by the front door. Um, and unless they have to speak to the nurse and it requires them to go into the building, um, the nurse is coming out to them to, to talk to them. Um, we're seriously restricting the number of people coming in. And um, in terms of security, I hope we are able to continue that um, well past the, the conclusion of this, uh, this pandemic effect. You keep mentioning the pandemic and, and, you know, we're here to talk about technology and stuff like that. Let's see if we can kind of merge these two topics here. Um, obviously in the last couple of years, the, the evolution of law enforcement technology has taken off. Um, could you talk to us at all about where we are these days with law enforcement technology? I mean, I remember growing up, it was a sight to see a laptop in a cop car. Now are, are, are cops running around with Wi-Fi access points to make sure that they're there? They're always wearing cameras. What, 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 you can run the bat one. I don't even know the, the questions to ask, but I know I want to ask a ton of these questions to you, man. Well, uh, it uh, being I don't out know of what law, I'm allowed to ask. This, this well, question. being out of law enforcement for several years now, um, a lot has changed since I was there. Uh, Jeff, I started in, in 1985 and, um, you know, we're lucky we had lights that worked on the roof of the car um, and radios that actually got to headquarters. And now it's it's very high tech, repeated radio networks. But what we've seen a lot of is... Um, is, is cameras, uh, officers with body cams, uh, cameras in, in the police cars. Um, New Jersey has, has recently mandated, and I believe by the end of June, every officer has to have a body cam. Mm -hmm. So anybody, any officer coming in uh, and dealing with uh, certain circumstances, and, and I don't know the regulations on that, obviously, um, will have to have their body cam with them and, and activated. Um, I think that's, that's going to be a great tool going forward. Um, and yes, where, where is the that? laptops is that? in the cars and no, it's, it's right on their right. chest. Um, some have it on glasses, uh, but for the most part, it just, it just clips to the uniform. Um, but yes, the, the 
technology has taken leaps and bounds uh, for just the uniform, the lightweight uh, gear that an officer has, the computers in the cars, the ability to have access to uh, ring cameras and the video that's out there is just incredible. Um, and in, in talking with technology, um, one of the things that is is mandated by law in, in New Jersey is that um, the police officers have to have access to video camera systems uh, in the schools when there is an emergency. Um, so with our law enforcement partners, um, they have access to our camera network. Um, again, only if there's an emergency situation, they're not sitting there watching, you know, what's going on on a, uh, on a daily basis within the schools. Um, but they are able to log in. This, this became uh, mandatory after Parkland. Um, they're able to log in and to see what's going on, which is great. You know, if there is a fight, if there is, God forbid, some type of an active threat going on in the building. Um, but also after hours, if there's a report of a break in or if there's a fire situation, um, they would be able to see um, what's going on uh, within the within the confines of the school. What does that mean, if I can ask? Does that mean as a as a cop car pulls up, they can suddenly in the car see everything, or the people back at the station can see what's going on? The the officers at the station can see what's going on. Um, they're able to log in and and be able to view live what's going on. Um, there were some issues in in Parkland where there was a, allegedly a, a delay in in the video. Um, we provide a live feed um, that they can uh, log into and and see what's going on. With everything going on these days, um, you know, you've, you've been in law enforcement. You're now in the educational side of these things. Where do you see parents? Are parents generally in favor of more or less security? And, and wh what are you hearing uh, around the nation from our families and communities? Security has always been a, a, a top priority. Um, Anytime there's been a, a shooting incident at a school, um, these things tend to get renewed. Um, parents look into uh, means to better protect their kids. They want to know that their children are safe and secure in school. You're dropping them off at uh, 7.30 in the morning. You want to know that uh, everything is being done uh, to make sure that your your parent your child is coming coming home to you, um, you know I, I certainly I have two daughters I I certainly was concerned about that with my kids, um, but the other side of it is it Jeff that we don't want to make the schools into a fortress. Um, there needs to be a balance between building security and the creation of a a, a prison like environment. Um, I, you know, it, it becomes critical that that you know your your kids are comfortable, they are safe in there, um, that they're in a warm and and nurturing environment in the schools. But yet, you know, somebody just can't walk right into the to the building. As we head to the end of the school year. Most of us don't know what's going on in September yet. I know in New Jersey, I've, correct me here, they've, cre they've created a law or a rule that says everybody is in school. There's no hybrid next year. There's no – I think that's a rule, right? Um, I don't know if it's a rule. I, I believe the governor has has uh, asked for you know everybody to, to be in, in school, where, barring anything unforeseen. Wh where do you see – Law enforcement, where do you see safety, security? Where do you see this going in the next couple of years? I mean, obviously, unfortunately, there's 
always seems like there's something in the news on this topic that's unfortunate. Where, where do you see everything going between that relationship between law enforcement and education? I, I, I think it's it's critical that we maintain the um, the whether it's a school resource officer, a uh, a law a, a retired law enforcement like myself, that security presence in and around the schools. Um, it it adds comfort. It adds a feeling of uh, or a perception of of safety for for individuals. Um, I know that in in the district uh, where I'm working, I make my presence known um, throughout all the buildings in the district, um, whether it's at drop off or um, at at pickup in the afternoon, um, so that you're out, you're visible. Um, and parents appreciate that. They they um, they appreciate the education. I've done numerous uh, presentations um, on the the K three uh, K to two, and then the three to five groups um, to educate them. Um, I had a, it was a, it was actually a great little experience. Um, I was in a supermarket after work shopping, and and this little kid comes up to me and in, is kind of pulling on my my coat. And pointing out to his mom, hey, that's the security guy at the school. You know, they know it. They see. They see it out there. And it, it, it's it's also a, a safety, um, a good safety feeling for the the teachers. They know that they're in a in a safe environment. Um, it, it's just like any circumstance. You know that you're in your car. You have your seatbelt on. You're you're doing everything possible to be as safe as possible. You're you're not texting while you're driving. Um, so you're you're very alert to to your surroundings. Um, teachers also, I mean, they've got the responsibility of teaching. They certainly didn't sign up to be a safety specialist, um, <clears throat> but today they have to be. Everybody has to be. We started this conversation out um, saying that safety is everybody's responsibility. It's not just one person, uh, a, a police officer or a team of safety individuals working in a school, but everybody has to be paying attention to what's going on. Um, it's not just the physical security. It's not just having a, um, a lot of cameras and metal detectors or whatever it is that you may have in your district. It's developing that um, safe school culture and climate within your building. Um, I, Jeff, I, I can kind of like, I don't know, sum it up to, to some degree. Um, school safety is, is more of an art than a science. Um, it's learning about the culture and the climate of the school, um, and each building has its own kind of feel to it. Um, there's no, uh, there's no one measure that can guarantee safety. It's 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 a multi-tiered approach. Um, that's a delicate balance. You don't want to have too much too many uh, hard implements there. You know, like I mentioned, a metal detector. Um, but you don't want to have doors that are just wide open for anybody to walk into. That's the balance part of it. And, and really the art of it is, is really learning your, your community. You know, Sue, there's a lot of great things that I think we've come out of this, uh, conversation with John with here, but I think the one thing that we can take away from us is tech coaches need to be active in their buildings. They need to know uh, what's going on. They need to be able yes. to work with the other professionals that are in there to help. Um, you know, I love the fact that even though I'm no longer in the district, uh, John's doing amazing stuff 
using the tools that we created. It's, it's that whole concept of the work that you leave behind still lives on or something like that. Yes. Or, and I, I've, I've got, had this experience here in my school system too. You know, our tech director is also our security guy. And then we have someone else under him who kind of does the day-to-day security, much like you, John. So it's been really enlightening to hear your story and kind of compare it to my school system and, you know, the way things have evolved over the years. Who would have thought we would be having to have these conversations so many years ago? But look how far we've come, especially with people like you in the security roles in helping out our schools. It's just awesome to see, you know, like you said, the motivation of the culture and using that to our advantage to keep everyone safe. Uh, and Sue, so I, I thank you for that. And, um, and Jeff, also, your, your point is really well taken. If it wasn't for the Google Tech Coach really pushing to develop this website, it would not have, it would not have gone. Um, and to push to develop it, but also to work with me to teach me what I needed to know. I did not have any idea how to, to do any type of website design. Um, so it, it just took a little bit of guidance. Um, and with some people, it may be a lot of guidance. Um, but for me, it was just uh, just enough to, to get me started with it. I flounder. I, I, I still have issues. I'll, I'll put something on there and I'll forget to allow it for everybody to view. And, you know, I, I see it. Why can't you see it? Um, but you know, so those things still are going to happen as you go forward. Um, and I still reach out to Jeff, uh, for, um, some advice and, and, and that's, that's really what a, I think a good coach does. You know, he, he takes you, he trains you, he educates you, builds you up into, you know, being able to kind of go on your own, but a coach is there to help advise you as you go forward. And you have to have that ongoing relationship, I think, in order to, if you're going to continue to, to grow with it. So, Jeff, I do thank you. I, I appreciate that. And you're going to give me those PBL cards sometime this week? Uh, it's PBA, but yeah, close PBA. enough. PBA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll see you at school. Uh-huh. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Um, John, thank you so much. It's great to catch up with you again and have you on the show. Uh, is there a place that somebody can go to to find out more, to reach out if they have any questions uh, about the subjects? Uh, there's, there's a tremendous amount online about school safety and security. Um, our association is really just kind of the, the Bergen County, New Jersey side of it. Um, uh, so there, it really would not be too beneficial there. Um, but any of the, your, your, uh, state, um, uh, office of school, uh, preparedness, um, each state has their own, um, and, and they're, they're just a wealth of information there. Well, Sue, I certainly learned a lot about safety and security tonight. You know, John's certainly a great guy. was always good to me when we were working together. And, you know, again, as a tech coach out there, it's not just about what's happening in the classroom. It's about what's happening in all classrooms. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, the working together and, you know, gave me so much motivation to hear your all story of how you developed this. And, you know, back to what we were talking about is making that relationship with the host staff and encouraging them to use technology also. 
We want to hear what you guys are doing, not only with your safety and security staff, but with all of your teachers, especially as we go through the end of the year. I know my district's like 40 some days, 30 some days, like the the countdown is real, guys. And of course, don't forget to check out all the great stuff over at askthetechcoach.com. We release this show every single Monday. Don't forget to share it with your friends and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Sue, you've got some great things coming out on Tech Imaginations. Tell us a little bit about the things happening on your YouTube channel. Yes, lots of great tech tips on some of the new Google Classroom features, some Google Docs and PDF uh, workarounds. So go and check that out. And Tech Tip Tuesday comes out every Tuesday. And we hope you have a chance to check that out. And of course, all the different shows here on the TeacherCast Educational Network. On behalf of Sue and everybody here on TeacherCast, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.